Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. It's time to address the issues that impact your lives and keep you from being who you were meant to be. Ladies, are you still hiding behind yourself or issues you just don't want to face? It's time to face them. I am here to help you face those issues holding you back. It's time to face those small fears and make big changes. Are you ready to get started? Hello, friends, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Let's Just Face It. Today, I am super duper excited because this is episode 100. We've made it to 100 episodes, and I am really happy for your support. And I see all the downloads every week, and it makes me excited that you want to hear about this topic and you're finding it useful to hear about this topic. Today's episode is Why Did I Fall for an Abusive Relationship? Many times in our lives, we fall into abusive relationships. And we get out of them, and then we fall back again in abusive relationships. I want you to understand why this happens and what could be the triggers for you to be falling into an abusive relationship because it can happen to anyone. And that is the truth. I said it a million times before I would have never fallen for somebody like that, but I didn't know that abuse was more than physical. And I know there's a lot of people still out there that have no idea that what we go through is abuse, even though they never lifted a finger at us. The more awareness we can create for ourselves regarding how or why we fall into these relationships, the more we can learn from it so it doesn't happen again. It's also important that when you're healing after an abusive relationship, you work on yourself. You find out what happened and what that did to you in your healing journey. Sometimes we don't even know that we fell into an abusive relationship, but it is a very important part of our healing journey because without that information, we cannot heal properly and we might end up falling into another abusive relationship. And the next one could be even worse than the first one. So here we go. Point number one, low self-esteem that pesky little voice in our heads that tells us that we're not good enough. You know, that feeling like we don't deserve better treatment. Well, that can make us feel vulnerable to accepting mistreatment from a partner. I remember a friend who always questioned her worth. And when she found herself in a not so great relationship, she thought it was as good as she could get. Remember, we all deserve respect, love, and kindness. This friend that I am talking about, I met her way before I ever fell into an abusive relationship, way before I ever knew what an abusive relationship actually was other than physical abuse. She always went into relationships where at that time we smoked, we drank, and we partied hard. And I remember that every time we went out, she would have to hide the fact that she smoked or she drank. She didn't want him to know any of this because he would get mad at her. There's where we find the manipulation or her trying to be something that she is not because she didn't believe that she was worthy enough of anybody better. She kept staying in relationships that she knew because I know as far back as I can remember at this point, she knew that they weren't good relationships because she would hide 
some of the things that were said or some of the things that happened in the relationship. We were close friends at that time. And she used to tell me almost anything. But I realized that whenever she had a relationship, she would hold back. That tells you that she knew what was happening. She just did not want to be alone. She thought that she didn't deserve any better. She thought that was the best that she could do. And this happens to us. At some point in our lives, we feel like we're not good enough. You can feel like you're not as good as somebody else. You might want to compare yourself to your friends or people that you see online. And this alone can make you feel like you're not smart, cool, or attractive enough. These thoughts can stick around and make you feel like you're not valuable. Because we are all very different. And when you start feeling like you're not good enough or comparing yourself to other people, you're always going to be lacking something from the people that you admire or the people that you look up to. We also fall short and we make mistakes and get told that we did something wrong. That can also make us feel bad about ourselves. Might make you think that you're not perfect or the fact is that nobody is. But that will also make you feel like you're not worth anything because you can't get to that perfect status that you feel you need to reach because of some mistakes that you've made in the past or the way that people look upon you, therefore criticize you. If someone says mean things or makes fun of you, these words can hurt and they can make you feel smaller than you already feel. Another thing that can make you feel like you have low self-esteem is having unrealistic ideas. Like when I mentioned comparing yourself to people that are steps ahead of you, well, you get these ideas in your head about how things should be. And you might think that you should always be happy and popular and successful. But when you don't reach these high expectations, that can make you feel like you're failing. This can make you doubt yourself and feel like you're not as good as you're supposed to. Remember, everyone feels a bit down about themselves at times. But if these feelings are strong and lasting, it's good that you don't keep them to yourself and you trust somebody about them. They might be able to help you see things from a better perspective and see the good things about yourself that you could be missing, that you are missing from yourself. Having a low self-esteem can come from many different places, but you have to figure out where yours comes from so you can fix the problem. You are loved, you are valuable, and you are enough. The fact that you can't see it does not mean that it is not there. People from the outside can actually see things from a different perspective, and you would be surprised and amazed about what other people see in you that you are lacking to see in yourself. The second point is past experiences. Ever seen something so many times that it starts to look normal? Well, that's what happens when we grow up in an environment that is filled with abuse or we've seen it happening in our own families. It can create patterns in our minds that will lead us to accept similar behavior in our adult relationships. I remember another friend who I grew up with, with parents who fought a lot. And as she got older, she found herself in relationships where there was a lot of yelling and mistreatment, and that felt strangely familiar to her, so she stayed because that was what she had learned. We got to break away from these patterns. And this is the reason why when people say that they stay in abusive relationships, that they stay for the kids, 
This is why I say you don't stay for the kids, you leave for the kids. Because you're showing your kids that this is love. You're showing your kids that this is how moms and dads are supposed to act. That this is how a relationship is supposed to look like and feel like. And if we learned it at some point and we took it all the way into our relationships, into adulthood, we are doing the same thing to our children. I happen to have done this to my daughter as well. I didn't know any better either. I realized that these were familiar patterns and I just kept going with it. And at some point I realized that I had hurt my daughter and I did not know how to get out of the relationship. Sadly, she ended up going through the whole relationship with me. And after she fell into her own toxic and abusive relationship because of what she learned from the example mom gave her. When my son was little, that this was happening. I was older. I was more mature. There weren't as many people around us. And I was able to see it from a different perspective. As soon as I saw that happening to my son, that's when it all clicked. And I said, I'm done. I am leaving. But sadly, I didn't leave early enough for my daughter. So the same way that you probably learned it from family members, from other parents of your friends or any other past experience that you went through, you are doing the same thing to your child if you're staying in the relationship because you're staying for the kids. Point number three, emotional dependence. Oh my God, how this one hurt. The fear of being alone. It's something that we've all felt at some point, right? And sometimes that fear makes us cling to any kind of companionship, even if it's unhealthy even if we know that it might be unhealthy. I once knew someone who thought the world would crumble if they didn't have a partner. They endured pain just to avoid that loneliness. But remember, being alone doesn't have to mean being lonely. We should stand strong on our own. And after any type of relationship, not only abusive relationships, you should always take some time to be alone. I realized after I left my abusive relationship that I had never taken the time to be alone. I had a boyfriend and then all of a sudden I had another boyfriend. And even if they weren't boyfriends per se, relationships, I always had somebody by my side. At some point, it was even a male best friend. He was more like a brother to me, but it was that emotional dependency that I could not stand to be alone. And that took me all the way to after I left my abusive relationship. Point number four, the manipulation and the control that we already know. This one is a little bit tricky because when you start a relationship, these abusers are like master puppeteers pulling our strings behind the scenes. They know exactly what to say and how to keep us trapped. Another friend of mine fell for a person who seemed so charming at first but slowly started controlling her every move. It's like she was trapped in a web, unable to see her way out. If something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't, and you should learn to trust your instincts. This person would look into her social media, would look into her phone when she was sleeping, and they would want to figure out where she was every single time of the day and if she didn't do things exactly like he wanted them, it would make her nervous. 
and she would end up doing exactly what he wanted. That happens to the best of us, because at some point it happened to me as well. I would rather get home early than have to listen to his crap when I got home. We all go through this. If you've been in an abusive relationship, you would rather do what they want so you don't have to hear their voice screaming at you as you walk in the door. The sad part is that we fall into it because everything starts pretty. Everything starts like you were in wonderland. And that's how they manipulate us into falling into these types of relationships. And we fall into them because of the previous points that I've been mentioning. Point number five, isolation. Have you ever felt like you're drifting away from your friends and family when you're in a relationship? Well, abusers sometimes isolate you to make it hard for you to reach out for help and for other people so they don't find out who they actually are before their mask falls down. My dream was always to leave Puerto Rico. My favorite place was Florida. And to be honest with you, it's because of the weather. I have thin Caribbean skin and I cannot deal with any place that is cold. But because it was a place that I wanted to move to and had always wanted to move to, I didn't realize that he was isolating me from everybody. We moved here all by ourselves. It was him, me, and the kids. My sister came later, but part of the isolation was that he didn't get along with her. So he didn't even like when she came over or when she was around. When my parents came, he always got bothered by the fact that they were here. At some point, I thought that it was because we went to the Disney parks and he was jealous that he had to work. But then I realized that wasn't the issue. It was because I had support and community when they were around. Point number six, rationalization. Have you ever tried justifying someone's bad behavior? It happens more than we'd like to admit. We blame ourselves for the abuse, thinking that somehow we caused it. I remember having him call me and start a fight while I was right next to my boss and realizing that he had just heard it because of his face. I actually came up with excuses as to why that was happening. We tend to look for excuses as to why this behavior is happening, thinking it's either justifiable or we caused it. So we have to accept it and then justify it. Because of that, we don't see what is wrong with it. So we tend to accept it. Last and final point, number seven, love and hope. Love can be a powerful thing, right? And sometimes love can keep us hanging on, hoping things will improve. I've seen friends stay in relationships thinking that they can fix their partners just like we did at some point. But remember, change has to come from within and we can't change somebody else. People can modify their behavior, but we can only control our own choices. And for somebody to change, number one, they have to know that they're doing something wrong. Or maybe if they don't even realize that it's totally wrong, know that it bothers you or affects you in some way and want to change this behavior so they can have a better connection with you, so they can fit better with you. We all have to make changes. We have to make changes with friends, with our kids. We all have to adapt to what we have around us. But we choose to adapt to these scenarios and to these people because of love. 
And sometimes we just believe that because we love so hard and we are open to making these changes, that the people that come around us will do exactly the same. And that is when we fail because we believe in the promises that they made. But one thing that I have to tell you, and I do believe that people can change, and I believe that God can change anyone. But the problem here lies, how many times can somebody promise you they're going to change or modify some kind of behavior, the way they talk or how they say things to you, and they just stay there in the promise, and they promise. And it becomes a cycle of a promise that never comes to happen. It's just a lot of talking and there is no action. You have to realize when that becomes the problem. Because I can promise I'm going to change. And whatever I say, I will try my best. And it will not happen overnight, but it will happen gradually. If you see no change in somebody else, you have to learn to give up that hope because you're going to end up hurting yourself. And this is why we fall into abusive relationships. It is important to understand and recognize these behaviors so that you can work on them in your healing journey. And that is exactly why I created the Rising Strong Society program. It's a membership program specially designed to help women like you recover and rebuild their lives after abusive relationships. The program will offer mentorship, guidance, and it will help you not only heal, but also learn from past mistakes to make sure it doesn't happen again. I understand that everybody's journey is unique, and that is how you as a founding member can help me create and build a different experience. From masterclass videos, mindset videos, book clubs, community, and much more. The community provides a safe space where you can connect with other women who are going through similar experiences. The sense of belonging can be incredible in healing and reassuring. This is not just another program. It's creating a sisterhood of survivors to uplift each other during the healing journey. If you or someone you know is ready to take the first step towards healing, I invite you to join the Rising Strong Society and I will put the link in the show notes below. Or go to RaquelColina.com forward slash membership. There you have it. A closer look into why some of us find ourselves trapped in abusive relationships. Remember, we're all on a journey here. And understanding these reasons can be the first steps towards making healthier choices next time. If you or anybody you know is in a tough situation, reach out to the right people. Let's face these challenges together. Remember, facing small fears can lead to big changes. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, it has been a pleasure being with you here today. As always, thank you so much for joining us. And remember that you can share this episode with your friends and family. You can subscribe so you can get notifications when the next episode is up. And you can also review the show so you can help us reach more people. Thank you so much. Hope you have a blessed week. Take care. Bye-bye.